It's time once again for the Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast with your hosts, David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a resource for all worship leaders and team members serving in the local church. Take a seat at the table and join the conversation as David, Kevin, and their guests discuss all things worship, from team dynamics to technology to song selection. Feel free to poke fun at David's hair, talk football, or bring up other topics that have nothing to do with worship. We want to add your voice to the conversation. Find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash WMCatalyst. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Worship Ministry Catalyst. Or just head over to worshipministrycatalyst.com and drop a note in the comments section of any episode. And now, it's time for the <laughs> even show. Though, even though it's just straight from the, the church, you know. <laughs> uh, sorry, we're... Uh... <laughs> Kind of jumping into things here, but uh, oh, did you already hit record? I hit record yeah. Oh man! But <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, a... I'm referencing, you know, uh, my uh, my Dominican Republic uh, water bottle that I stole from the Dominican Republic. I didn't steal it, but you bought it, right? Yeah, I, you, I bought you it. You know, it back home I bought you bottled water yeah. because the water, uh, none of the water in the whole country is drinkable. Right. It's not potable, right. um, and so you have to drink bottled water. So uh, all over the DR, uh, you see these Planeta Azul water bottles, and I brought one home with me, emptied, of course, because you can't get through security with, right. you know. Anyway, and uh, I, I've just been drinking a lot of water. I'm like, I really gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we, when we record, we record, you know, like three or four episodes yeah. at a time. So I've been and, sitting here in this chair yeah. for like three hours. I'm like, I gotta go, man. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so today another great episode, and we'll uh, we'll get right into the interview, so Kevin can go to the bathroom. Wow, here. But, thanks. But uh, uh, someone we've had on the show before a couple years ago, yeah. Jonathan Malm. Um, and he wrote the book we were talking about last time, Created for More. It's a devotional for worship, our creatives, not just worship team members, but uh, creatives. So if you're wanting to kind of kind of push yourself in creativity this year, the start of the new year, uh, this is a great resource for you. So definitely encourage you to go check it out. But right now, let's get right to the interview. Here's our interview with Jonathan Mall. Well, hello, everyone. We are pleased to bring with you... Uh, Bring with you, bring to you. Bring back. To, to is probably the better preposition. Bring, with, it, right. bring it back to you. Yeah, bring bring back to you. <laughs> we are bringing back to you. Um, uh, a previous guest on the podcast, and we were just talking, kind of trying to catch up and remember what was going on two years ago when we interviewed Jonathan for the first time. But Jonathan, welcome to the podcast again, and uh, it's great to have you. Glad to be here. Yes. So... Um, I was remembering, <laughs> I have to mention this, Jonathan, uh, so a couple of years ago when you came on the show, uh, you, uh, um, you you have your website, Church uh, Stage, Stage Design, sorry, what, what's the exact website again? ChurchStageDesignIdeas.com. Ideas, okay, I knew I was going to forget the ideas part. <laughs> ChurchStageDesignIdeas.com, and uh, we had our sanctuary, which is a multi-purpose room, and we had done all this work to kind of redesign and, you know, got a lot of creative input. I remember even going to your website and being like, oh, that's a cool idea. That's a cool idea. We did some stuff with the Edison bulbs. We did stuff with like the pallets, you know, we did uh, the, the, the whole nine yards. And about uh, five months after we did this huge stage design, which was a big deal for our church, you know, small church. Uh, we, we've never really done like a stage design thing before. 
I was incredibly inspired. Thank you very much. Um, and then, and then about five, maybe six months after we did the whole stage design, we found out that our sanctuary uh, was completely like broken and uh, like, unsafe. Unsafe, yeah. and we were going to have to like either uh, have it condemned or try to fix it and rebuild it. And uh, so we had to move everything out. I had to tear apart my beautiful stage. And it's been a year and a half, and we're still not back in the sanctuary. We've been, we've been meeting in our fellowship hall for the last year and a half, and it's sad. <laughs> <laughs> what a, what a, uh, an encouraging way to start off the podcast. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for everyone listening... <laughs> churchstagedesignideas.com um, we'll go, condemn your building <laughs> <laughs> if you use those ideas watch out what might happen um, oh, I man. was wondering it, sometimes I think when people do the palette design like those things will go up in flames so I wonder <laughs> if that was what condemned your building maybe it was <laughs> uh, no it, it was actually uh, our. it was a structural engineering thing with our building we had these posts that were rotten uh, below the, the concrete and we had a company come out and they're like, yeah, this is really unsafe. Like you guys shouldn't even be in here because it, what was it? Either one heavy wind blow or one heavy snow load or some kind of a tornado, which we don't usually have, but any one of those things and the entire building would like collapse in on itself. And, or a uh, big bad wolf. Or a big bad wolf could do it too. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> But uh, <clears throat> the last time we had you on, we were talking about your book. It was a 30-day devotional book for uh, creatives. And uh, maybe before we get anything, you can remind everyone of that because I know that would still be a great resource for our, our creative people who are out there and kind of pushing them to actually exercise and use their gift uh, about that. So would you mind just kind of recapping that real quick for us? Yeah, it's a 30-day it's a devotional called Created for More. Uh, Moody Publishers published it with me. Uh, basically what it is, is it, it gives you kind of a creative thought for the day, uh, then ties it in with your, your, your spiritual life, your walk with God. Uh, then it kind of ties into the creative side. It, it tries to kind of bring those two parts of you together. I know working at a church, I kind of had my, my work side and I sometimes forgot about my spiritual side as ironic as that is like, because the, cause you know, reading the Bible and listening to the sermons and worshiping was my job. Uh, I kind of forgot that like, oh yeah, it's also my life. Like it's, it's not just the job. And, uh, so that was kind of the goal was just to help kind of create something practical enough that for, for artists and creatives and people working in the church, especially we'd be able to kind of tie back into our spiritual lives and, and bring those together and actually have a devotional we could finish. Cause I, I've, I've not finished so many devotionals. I don't know if that's the proper way to say that, <laughs> but I have like a devotional graveyard on my bookshelf. <laughs> like like half, half read devotionals that, yeah, like, like with the bookmark in it and you're like, Oh man, I'm only on, I'm only on day, whatever. You know, It might as well be a daisy. Cause it's just, it's dead and I'm never going to revisit them. But, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, that, that, that was kind of the goal of it. And, and, um, yeah, so created for more, uh, I love it. I'm still proud of it. So good. But today we're going to talk about something a little bit different and uh, something that I'm actually interested in probably uh, signing up for for our church, and that is Sunday Social. Uh, would yeah. you explain a little bit of the uh, idea behind Sunday Social, and then we'll kind of talk about it a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, I think I think almost every church now has understood the value of social media. Like, I don't think that's something that we necessarily need to set up anymore. Like, everyone's on Facebook, right? 
uh, so many people on Instagram, uh, Twitter is, you know, doing its thing, whatever. But, um, you know, we, we have this, basically this mission field of people at our disposal yet so many times we kind of waste these, these mediums by just, you know, using them as promotional tools. Like, Hey, come to our service. Hey, come to this meeting. Hey, come to this, uh, come to our church. Our church is this. And we don't get a lot of engagement. Like we know that's where it's at. Like engagement, getting people to comment, like share, retweet, all that stuff. That's where the value of social media is. But most churches just don't see that happening. Mm -hmm. So the the idea, Joe Cavazos, who's a phenomenal designer, he designed uh, All Sons and Daughters' latest album, which is nominated for a Grammy, which is so exciting. Wow. Uh, we, we decided to come up with this project called SundaySocial.tv, which we create every day at least one graphic that is either encouraging, scripture, a quote, a great question, something maybe a little funny basically to, to, to make it easy for churches to post something every day that actually engages their audience uh, and gets comments and likes and shares and retweets and all that good stuff. So yeah, you can still promote your latest service, but that's not all you're doing on social media. You're actually adding value. And uh, yeah, so it's a, right now uh, it's $6 a month, depending on when this airs, it might be seven uh, around January. We're going to be raising the price $1 because uh, we're trying to get it. To, I know it's shocking. <laughs> no, uh, we're going to try it, it, Eventually we're going to get to the full price, but, we just want to make it easy for people to, to get in early. Um, so we're kind of taking a, a loss a little bit on the early pricing, but yeah, so it's just really inexpensive real quick. Uh, you could literally just post up what we provide for the day along with a accompanying caption that we create. You could literally just put it on autopilot and do that. Or, you know, you can pick and choose whatever you want, but yeah, that's, that's the project. Wow. Yeah. So speaking as a pastor of a church who, uh, we don't, we actually don't have an Instagram account yet. I no, actually, we do. I think there's like, we have like six, six case, followers. That's the way churches are. We yeah. have like 10 accounts, and we don't know what they are or where they are. <laughs> we, I know we have Facebook and Twitter. I, I, do the, I run Facebook pretty regularly, although Facebook has such a little return unless you're paying for it. So I don't spend a whole lot of time there anymore. We do in our Facebook group. But um, one of the things I learned early on with Worship Ministry Catalyst was that if we were going to get people to engage with us on Twitter, we had to follow essentially the rules of communication on Twitter, right? And one of the things that uh, that kind of got us going <clears throat> in a while, and I'll, I'll I'll confess, I have totally stopped obeying the rules of Twitter at all at all what? anymore. But um, and that's just because of a lack of time. And I'm not a I'm not a uh, I'm not a conversational person by nature. I'm not a chatty person, and so it's hard for me to kind of be chatty on Twitter when I'm not chatty and I'm, and that's kind of a lot of the back and forth dialogue is just, you know, as that conversational nature of Twitter. But when you don't obey the rules, when you don't work within the, the communication structure of social media, you're kind of violating trust with people, right. That are, that are, mm -hmm. that are on there and maybe wanting to follow you. And so um, this, I think really serves a great purpose for us as churches that, that we can get on Instagram and we can, and other sources, obviously Twitter and, and those things too, but we can uh, publish and post something that's meaningful, that's fun, that's interactive, that's engaging, that's fitting within the context and the, and the confines of the rules of communication on these different forms of social media and not have to be the one that comes up with that. And if you're like me, not conversational, then this is like a huge answer to prayers. I, I want to do something, but I don't know what to say every day. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I think this is, this is kind of the way I see it, a way a lot of churches use social media is, is imagine if during your service, you had all these people come in, sit down and said, okay, right now we're going to take offering. Okay, next, uh, we're, we're going to just, uh, we want you to um, give us your money. Um, we're going to do another offering. Okay, now next, next we're going to do songs, but we'll do those next week. So you guys have to come back next week. Okay, and then next we're going to do um, a message well, we'll do that next week. And it's, it's like, we, you don't actually give anything. It's always like, Hey, come to this next thing. Come, come. It's all these asks. And, uh, you know, we would never do that in a church service. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> like come in and all we do is ask them for something. We never give in, give them anything, but really social media is essentially a digital congregation. Like it, it might be your actual congregation members, but a lot of times it's people that are, you know, maybe on the periphery that don't go to your church and that are interested or have been in the past or, uh, have friends who go, and why would you keep asking the same way? Why would you be giving something? Yes, it's okay to ask, but give. And so that's the idea is just um, whether you Sunday social or not, I want to encourage you to start, you know, giving, give encouragement. People go to social media for information, for encouragement, for their life. Like their life is lived there. So you want to give them something that enhances their life. Give them something encouraging. Give them something funny. Give them something where they can, they can invest their own opinion into it. Uh, and that's, that's, I think the real power of social media that we often forget about. It's the rules of engagement. It's the social media part, the social part mm -hmm. where we actually, and e even with a great image, that's maybe not necessarily social, it's very professional, it's very beautiful, but it still can foster that social aspect of social media. Right. Yeah. I, I had never thought of it that way. Like if you're always making announcements on your social media, yeah, right? <laughs> come to this. <laughs> How about this next week? Join yeah. us, join us here. Yeah, that's a great that's a great analogy. We'll do the offering next week. Come back again for the worship um, service. Come back again. Yeah, ah. just constantly leading people on uh, is essentially. It's almost it, it's it's clickbait in a sense. Like right? the click is not going to a web page. The click is visiting your service, but there's no real value added. So I'm like, man, I I'm gonna go to the service, so I don't need to follow you on Insta on social media. Like, what value is it adding to me? Right. Right. Exactly. Um, and that, that reminds me, you know, there is so much functionality to, especially Twitter, you know, Twitter is a really, uh, great tool. Um, and I unfortunately don't use it properly, like I've already confessed to, but, uh, <laughs> one of the things we have tried to do with, with our church, uh, Twitter account is following and engaging, you know, uh, community businesses and other community organizations that are in our area and trying to just kind of build a relationship there, uh, yeah. somewhat, but, there's the there's the advanced search feature, and I can't remember if we've talked about this on the podcast, but if we have, it's been a long time ago. Um, but you can go in, you can search really specifically on Twitter for things, and so you can go in by zip code, you can look for posts that were made in your zip code by people, and you can look mm -hmm. for keywords. And I've done that a couple of times, and so like I, I did that with our church, and I looked up our church name and our zip code just to kind of see what people had, had said or talked about in the past. And you know what I found? I, no one, no one was talking about our church, in, in terms of how I was hoping people would talk about our church. They were talking about how um, they had used our church parking lot to, to have a, have a relations in. We'll just say that. Oh, <laughs> and, and they're putting, and, they're, yeah. talking, they're posting about it on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and get drunk in and get high in. And, wow. Uh, this was this was a while ago now. Or you know to to meet someone to pick up drugs. You know something like that. And I was like, wow, I didn't know all of this was happening in our church parking lot. Wow. 
Thank you, Twitter, for informing and making us aware. But yeah, so now I know all of this because of Twitter. But um, but also there are great things that I learned from that because I learned uh, a lot of people's feelings and thoughts. You know, younger younger people, you know, millennials, and the way they thought about church. Because when you just yeah. put in that word church, you can see, oh wow, this is what they think about church. And it was really eye-opening for, for me as a pastor to know, okay, if I'm going to reach this group of people, here is what they're thinking. Yeah. Yeah, you, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a massively powerful tool to listen, but also you can, you can do some cool things with it. Uh, Joe and I recently for Sunday Social, we, we hopped on, um, I guess, a conference, you know, how you use, people use hashtags. So we just hopped on, we searched for a conference hashtag, and mm-hmm. we saw someone at this conference. We weren't even at the conference. We saw they were having a bad, it was a church conference. We saw they were having a bad time, like something, they lost their luggage or something. And so we're like, well, I mean, this wasn't like a plan of ours. But we're like, well, let's just buy this person like, like a Starbucks gift card, like, just to bless them. And uh, we just did that. And it was just a fun idea. I'm like, man, wouldn't that be fun if churches just started doing that to people in their communities, you know, you know, asking, you know, searching for a hashtag of a certain event or something, seeing what's going on and then just giving something like random acts of social media kindness, if you will. Like, <laughs> uh, and I mean, you know, it, you don't necessarily have to invite them to church, but you're actually just doing ministry like on social media. It's actually this, this new frontier where again, you have inside access to what people are really thinking because people post completely unfiltered on social media and then you can actually engage with them. Uh, Your church can engage with people. That's, that's a pretty cool opportunity. Yeah, it it is. And it's, and it's an opportunity that, you know, if we're being honest, isn't a hard one to go Uh -uh. to venture into. I mean, if you're, if I'm looking at at it as a pastor, you're looking at it working with, you know, youth students and the youth band and that kind of thing. and, And you're wanting to get to know them on a real level. You know, think about the the time and and effort and energy that's involved with just going out and getting to know someone and get to know what they think, right? I mean, that yeah. you were trying to figure out how people think, and that's a lot of a lot of what we're talking mm-hmm. about is how do how do millennials think? You know, what what is it that that kind of consumes their thoughts? But we have this resource right at our fingertips, where they they voice what they think on a pretty regular basis, and like you said, it's unfiltered. They're not afraid to say what they think on social media, and we can know what they think if we just go out and kind of look at it. And, uh, and that yeah. makes us informed, right? Yeah, the, the hard part is it's a, it's a paradigm shift for a lot of pastors especially because, uh, and no, no pastor would admit to this, but in, in deep inside, pastors often think that ministry happens within the walls of the church or, you know, a specified ministry. Like, that's where ministry happens. That's where, like, that's what I do is in those four walls. Uh, and it requires a little of a paradigm shift to say, okay, actually, ministry can happen on social media. Like, that is 100% as valid as within the church. Unfortunately, you know, there's no, like, tithe dollar uh, correlation between those necessarily. But I've seen churches that are willing to engage with people on social media and see it as its own ministry they do actually get people into the seats. Like it actually does happen. It does translate. It's not like a direct correlation, but it does happen. And if you want to, you know, make it spiritual, it's probably because of the principle of sowing and reaping where you sow ministry, you will reap uh, rewards. So, uh, yeah, I, I, but it's, it's definitely a paradigm shift because it does. A lot of pastors will say like, okay, I know I need to be on social media, but I just don't get, I just don't get it. I don't feel the burden for it. And it's because it often feels like it's not accomplishing the purpose for which they are pastors, but it is. You just have to see it that way. It's a, it's a paradigm shift. Right. So, Jonathan, since we're already talking about it, since we're already kind of going there, let me ask you, for 
for the the pastor or the you know whoever the church leader listening who is maybe intimidated you know by social media uh you know how would you what would you say to help them kind of get into that arena uh i mean you've already said a few things but what are some practical things that they can do to kind of enter into that sphere yeah i mean one of the best things you can do is is if you maybe are not on social media and don't understand it is find a niece, uh, a daughter, uh, I mean, uh, sorry, uh, a sister-in-law, someone who's young, someone probably who's like age 15 to 20 who uses social media and ask them to teach you, uh, start following them on social media, engage with them on social media. I recently did that with my sister-in-law who's 15. She's on Snapchat. And, uh, first of all, the, our relationship has gotten strong just because we're able to connect. Uh, I'm able to connect with her the way she's used to connecting, but I've started to see the way she uses social media and seeing the opportunities that Snapchat offers where previously I, I assumed that Snapchat was only for sexting, right? Like that's, <laughs> that's its bad reputation. Right. But then I started realizing, okay, there's actually something completely valid to this. Uh, it wasn't something that I felt a need for, but now that I've engaged with that, I realize that it, it, it does something that I previously wouldn't have been able to do without it. Hmm. Uh, and that's, I mean, if you want to know what it is, Snapchat really is just the opportunity to, to connect personally, even whenever I'm not with someone. Like I send a stupid selfie to her, mm-hmm. just a selfie of me, and that's nothing I would ever post on Instagram. But it's, it's like it's showing her, hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm thinking about you. This is what's going on in my day right now. It's nothing important, but that's really what relationships are. It's the kind of unimportant stuff, right? So it actually is able to, especially for Generation Z and even for millennials, it's able to foster real-world relationships that are just as value as in-person relationships. You know, it's funny you mentioned Snapchat uh, this summer, and I've mentioned this on the show. Uh, we hosted an exchange student um, for, uh, it, it was just four weeks, it was a month, the month of July. And, um, I mean, you know, we got really close with her. Uh, Anna is her name. And, you know, uh, just our whole family connected. You know, my girls love her. But the only platform she ever uses is Snapchat. And mm-hmm. if she doesn't use Facebook, of course she doesn't use email. Like, you know, might as well send it on a dinosaur. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, uh, but yeah, I mean, she doesn't, she doesn't even use Twitter or Instagram. She's exclusively Snapchat. And so we recognize the only way we could maintain a relationship with her was for my wife and I start using Snapchat. And so yeah. we, we do, you know, and we've gotten, we've gotten pretty versed in the usage of Snapchat and, you know, and it's fun, you know, you, you got all the weird faces and all the little, you know, facial things that, that you can do, which, you know, my girls, they, they just like playing with, you know, that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the point is, our relationship, uh, even six months later, um, we still talk to her, talk, quote unquote, on yeah. a regular basis through Snapchat. And because of that, you know, we've maintained a really strong connection. Our whole goal for my wife and I uh, hosting a student was to share with her um, a little bit about who Jesus Christ is in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not a believer. She's not a Christian. Um, yeah. You know, where she comes from a heavy Catholic background. So her idea of church and religion is a very distant thing. And we wanted during that month, our prayer was to help invite her into what a real, a, a meaningful, practical a, a relationship with Christ is. And we've been able to carry that through even with Snapchat, you know, we'll take pictures of us at church. You know, our, um, just last week, my girl 
was singing in the Christmas program at our church mm-hmm. and you know, so stuff like that that we're able to kind of keep a relationship. So just to agree and to affirm and echo what you're saying, I, I think there is some uh, really wonderful usage of that for relationships. Yeah, and it's and each one is each one is definitely different, and that's that's the big deal. I think a lot of, a lot of people don't understand is you know, frankly, Twitter. What I'm using it more for is like a professional connection type thing. Like it's for people that. I, I maybe wouldn't necessarily consider friends, but more colleagues, uh, even though I think everyone's my friend, but you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't like, uh, I, I would meet up for coffee with them, but not like they don't live here in San Antonio with me. Uh, whereas Facebook is like my mom mixed with everyone. It's like the hub for all of my social interaction. <laughs> mm-hmm. Instagram is just visual. If someone were to post something political on Instagram, I would unfollow them in a heartbeat. Uh-huh. I'm like, that is not what this medium is for. Right. Uh, so it's just, it's just visual, visual, visual. Snapchat is really personal. Like, uh, it, it's very much the personal interaction. It's not posting one thing that lasts to a thousand people. It's posting one thing to one person. It's highly personal. And I think that's the, that's the key is understanding which medium is for which type of thing and then, you know, respecting that medium, using using the etiquette of each medium like mm-hmm. you're talking about. Well, and if we were, I mean, if my parents were missionaries for seven years to Brazil. And like most missionaries that go to foreign countries that yeah. speak a different language, they spend their first year in language school learning mm-hmm. the not just the language, but the culture and how mm-hmm. things work there. And I think we, not just as pastors and church leaders, but as Christians and followers of Christ who want to reach this generation, the next generation, and all future generations, I think we have a good, uh, op- not only opportunity, but responsibility to to learn the language of, of this generation and speak their native tongue and, uh, and, and be able to be in there and shine the light of Christ in that arena. Yeah. And the, and, and the new generation is not that different than other generations. Mm-hmm. There are certain values that te- t- tend to be held a little bit more strongly, like uh, positivity, not being mean, um, which is something I think that, the, that other generations really could learn from the millennials. <laughs> it's like, man, they're just about positivity. Like, if you want to see the like the pinnacle millennial, I think, is Chance the Rapper. Uh, yes, he has some vulgarity in his music, but uh, the guy is just so positive, and he's and he's and he. He's just doing things differently. He doesn't sell his music. He gives his music away for free. Uh, I love following this guy because I think he so embodies every positive trait about millennials. Uh, and that, that'll show you what, what, what millennials value and what, what kind of they're into and what the possibility of that generation is. Right. Well, um, let's take a turn now, if, if we can, and, uh, and jump to the idea of creativity because that's been a big uh, focus that we have been uh, pushing here on the podcast and well for a long time but especially in recent months um and we we want to see what we want to see happen because it connects with what we were just talking about and speaking the language and uh and i think art has this this potential creativity all the different creative forms uh have the potential to communicate at a level that uh that we may not be able to reach and and attain through just dialogue or just through through communication um, yeah. what do you see happening in the church right now in, in terms of creativity and, and the creatives that you're around and, and maybe trends that are happening there, but then maybe where we're also hoping to go in the next year or so with, with creativity here in North America? Yeah, I think there's, I think there's a, a constant pendulum swing in the church where we go, you know, to extreme, to extreme, to extreme, to extreme. 
And I think right now we're in this, uh, maybe at the end of a swing, uh, in this pendulum swing of creativity, like it being everything, right? Like creativity is the goal. And frankly, I, I think that's a dangerous place to be because it's, it's an extreme. It's not necessarily where it should be. I think creativity is one of those things that like, we've kind of made it bigger than it is. Like we think creativity is like the big million dollar budgets, the light shows, the fog, the, the pump and music, the dances, the, all of these things. And yes, those are creative, but I see, you know, pastors have been creative throughout generations, you know, finding a way to tell a message that's maybe been told a thousand times before, tell it in a unique way, tell it in a way that actually sparks something inside of my brain that says, Oh wow, this is for me. This actually applies to me. So creativity, I think, is one of those like terms that I wish we could reclaim and kind of take the, uh, the mystique out of it a little bit and say, like, man, creativity is just putting in the extra thought to, to do something in a unique way that impacts people in a unique way. Uh, so, you know, a lot of churches are actually a lot of the kind of bigger churches uh, that are kind of leading the way in creativity. They're actually kind of starting to scale back, create like the, you know, the classical term of creativity that we've called and really focusing on things through social media, things through uh, worship, creative worship moments and things like that, that are, that are really just ways to, to, to make a connection with people. A lot of times, again, we can, you know, we can try to make something so epic, so huge, so amazing, that it actually misses people. Like people don't connect with it. Uh, and the big point of creativity is to connect people. Yeah, and you know, I've been noticing. I, I should say at least I've noticed the same shift in myself. Um, you know, church stage design ideas was a big source for me in my uh, church back when I was a worship pastor, and was constantly kind of while well, I was perusing the site and looking at what all the churches were doing, and just loved the idea of of you know making making different sets, different feels, different props, you know, different looks on the stage, even for every sermon series. And I know um, a lot of churches did that, and there are probably, probably plenty who are still doing that, where they're changing up the whole whole set every time they start a new sermon series. But I mm-hmm. have noticed that hasn't been quite as big of a deal in a lot of the churches anymore. It's more of a you know, a look for a while and then focusing and uh, resources on other, other creative, maybe long-term creative ideas. Yeah. And and I mean, a lot of, you know, a lot of the creative expression is in simple things like uh, just creating an environment that people are excited to go to. So I have a a friend who started this company called pop signs, uh, pop signs.co.co. And what he does is he creates these just simple signs that people in the parking lot hold that say, looking good today, or so glad you made it, or sit with me, or just these like exciting, bright, colorful signs that get people feeling good. Like, I know that's not the point of church. The point of church is not to make people feel good, right? But at the same time, we should, we should try to make people excited to get into the door and to hear the message. Like we have something, we have life happening within our doors, right? Mm-hmm. Life change, life, the life, the life force is happening inside of our church. So why wouldn't we reflect that in everything that we do? So little creative touches, little artistic touches, little fun touches that we can do. I love my church, uh, church that I go here in San Antonio or maybe 600 people now. And everything is a party for them, like everything. So this last week they had little milk shots, like little shot glasses with milk and cookies, like really <laughs> yummy cookies. They just had them in the lobby. And it was, you know, we never do this normally, but for this weekend we decided to do this. 
Uh, two weeks ago, <laughs> I made cold brew for the whole for the whole uh, volunteer team. So, like, we find every excuse to make a party. Uh, and then I think the week before we had like a mechanical moose, like instead of a, or a mechanical reindeer, not a moose. Uh, so instead of like a mechanical bull, it was a mechanical reindeer that people could ride in the wow. parking lot. And, uh, <laughs> wow, man. Just every little fun thing they can do because it's just life happening. So why wouldn't we reflect that in things that we do? Uh, and, you know, that can, that could seem like, oh, well, they're wasting money. But that, that's just the culture of what we are is we just we have fun. Uh, and I love it. I love being a part of it. Yeah. Well, we're just about out of time, believe it or not. Um, it seems like we just started talking. But, Sad. Um, really quickly, maybe as we kind of wrap things up, would you just would you inform our listeners where they can go uh, get in touch with you? Maybe find a copy of that book that they haven't uh, the devotional they haven't gone through yet, and uh, also where they can go uh, uh, look at Sunday Social and maybe get signed up for that and and just kind of inform us all of your your digital footprint, so to speak. Yeah, jonathanmalm.com is where I blog regularly. You can subscribe to get those by email, uh, and that's where the link to my book will be. Uh, then sundaysocial.tv .tv, uh, is where you can, you can find that resource, and it's it's a fun one. I, I recommend it. I, again, I'm working with Joe Cavazos, who's like my favorite designer in the world. I kind of geek out every time I see his new graphics for the day. Like I, I uh, just get excited because they're always <laughs> – pretty awesome so yeah that's and then follow me on on facebook instagram twitter it's at jonathan mom on all of those except for facebook because there's no at uh but jonathan mom just just it so and yeah, don't forget me. uh church stage design ideas.com that's church a stage design ideas.com yeah and watch out because your church might get condemned no i'm, <laughs> jo- <laughs> I'm joking the curse joking <laughs> But uh, if if you would, as we kind of sign off today, uh, what words of encouragement would you offer to our listeners in uh, the terms of using their creativity for for God's purposes in their life? Yeah, I would say just do it. Like not not to be all Nike ish, but like just try things, be experiment, have fun. Like what would you want to see at a church? Like if you were if you weren't working for a church and you were visiting churches, what would make you come alive when you went there? What would make you excited to walk through the doors or be in the parking lot or be in the service and just try it. And if it doesn't work, oh well. But uh, when you set up a standard of uh, creative risk, I believe the congregation starts going along with it and starts, okay, what's, what's next? And uh, they even kind of join in and have fun with it. So that's what I'd encourage you. Just try it. Just, just have fun with it. Cool. Nice. Well, thank you so much for your time today, and uh, we look forward to uh, talking to you soon and hear more as uh, as you continue to produce great work down the road. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Cool. You know, I I I know. I think I said it on there, uh, but you know, coming back on the episode a second time. I mean that that's cool. If we get him on for a third time, then we he knows he's arrived. You know, uh boy, you you've really arrived as a uh as a person when you're right. on our podcast three times. <laughs> or maybe we've arrived when he's on the podcast oh, more than once. Like if ooh. you're willing to come back on a second time, that says something, right? That's cool. 
Yeah. That's deep. But as always, fun. I mean, always have a fun time with Jonathan. Yeah, he's, man, I love it. I love talking to him because, you know, he was talking about the parties that they have at the church, right? right? Which, first of all, I need to go visit this church, man. Like the, <laughs> yeah. the mechanical reindeer right. in the parking lot, the the milk and cookie shot glasses. Yeah, I know. It's like, we got to step up our game. Oh, my goodness. So, bit. okay. So, aside from the fact that I really want to go visit his church, what I love about Jonathan is, he is just a party. Like he right. embodies the idea, yeah. like just full of joy. He was talking about the rapper, you mm-hmm. know, uh, that he likes to follow because, uh, you know, so much positive and joy. And uh, I really feel that way about Jonathan. Uh, yeah, you know, I and and uh, I have him on Facebook as a friend, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it's fun. You know, some of his little uh, quirky quips and and quotes and and little things that he'll put on Facebook. Uh, are pretty fun and funny. Right. Um, so yeah, he's, he's definitely a guy that is uh, a fun, a fun dude. I'm glad that we got him back on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And just, I really, I do think that's a great resource and six, seven bucks a month. I mean, Oh man, that's like nothing for a graphic, a professionally designed graphic every single day that you can send out to your people and not have to do any work. Well, and that's the thing. Cause like if I were to try to do it, first of all, it would look like garbage, right? Right. You know, I, I would have a red, background with white letters <laughs> and i try to like insert a christmas tree somewhere in the back or something you know and i'd be like merry christmas jesus loves you remember him this season you know it'd be like totally dumb jesus is the reason for yeah season. <laughs> right and you know so first of all it, it, whatever i came up with wouldn't be very good second of all it would take me like an hour or two right. which you know so now time that i could have been spent on other things i'm basically you know I don't want to say wasting money necessarily, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, but you're well. You're not an hourly employee, but an hour of your time for the church costs them money, right? Yeah, and it costs more than six bucks, you <laughs> right? know. So, so that's just for one graphic. Right. If you spend six bucks, you get a graphic for every single day. I know? thought, so. yeah, I was, I was really blown away. You know, and he talked about the price point. You know, it's probably going to go up a little bit. But even if you're paying seven dollars or eight dollars or whatever, you know, ten dollars, like even a dollar a day, dude. <laughs> for like a quality graphic right, that you yeah. can help engage uh, the social media audience. And that was something I really appreciated what he was saying. You know, it was like, we need to actually offer them some kind of substance in the medium itself. <laughs> yeah. Instead of like, Hey, come to this. Hey, come to this. Right. Like, actually something substantial that they're going to like or comment or share or right. retweet. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a really great point. Great point. So um, thank you so much, Jonathan, for not only coming on the podcast for a second time and having a great interview the second time, yeah. but for the work that you're doing with uh, with all of the different projects you're involved in. We really appreciate you as a fellow creative in this creative world that we're all tied together in here uh, in, uh, in the North American continent. So we appreciate that. Awesome. Um, again, just want to send you to... Um, WorshipMinistryCatalyst.com. If you don't know, maybe you maybe you don't always listen to this part, and this is the first time you're listening. But we're trying to get people working together and kind of collaborating and participating in some projects and and things that are going on uh, through uh, Garden City Project and Worship Ministry Catalyst. And so, if you'll go to our website, WorshipMinistryCatalyst.com, and click on projects, we're not we're not wanting you to sign up for anything. We're not trying to bait and switch you into anything. We want you to be able to contribute and share the work that you do as, as a creative uh, here. And so if you would, we'd love it if you'd go check out some of the projects that are currently going on. Maybe you want to uh, contribute to those, or maybe you have some new ideas that you would want to uh, get going out there. And 
If you do, you know, we'd love to hear from you. So you can get in touch with us, worshipministrycatalyst.com, facebook.com slash worshipministrycatalyst, twitter.com slash wmcatalyst. You can send an email to me, Kevin, at worshipministrycatalyst.com. And uh, those are ways you can get in touch with us. Let us know if you want to be involved in a project or go to that projects tab, or maybe you just have something you don't know if it would work and you just want to let it and want to ask us. And so just do that. Get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Ask it. And uh, we'd love it if you keep spreading the word about the podcast. Let the world know that we're here. We've been kind of uh, focused on worship leaders and worship team members for most of our existence, but we're really sp- spreading out and branching out outside of yeah. that now. So. Artists and creatives and anyone who enjoys good interviews with great people. Yeah, and well, and like if you've read the book Creation Emancipation, we're all creatives, right? Yep. We're all we all have that. Uh, creative bent in us because we're made in God's image who is a creator as he created us in his image to be creative so um, whether it's art or it's technology or the work that you do on a daily basis we all have creative uh, aspect to our nature so um, we're really a a podcast for everyone and we just appreciate it when you share that and always we appreciate positive uh, reviews on iTunes and that kind of stuff but thanks so much for listening to this episode we'll talk to you again soon bye Twitter.com slash WM Catalyst. Facebook.com slash Worship Ministry Catalyst.